Hey, Kevin here, Skylabs, bringing you another podcast. Definitely going to be a fun one. We are going to go over the results of your top five favorite manual turntables of all time. This will kind of end the series we've already done. Fully automatic, semi-auto, and now the final one will be manual. And at the end of the video, I'll open up my predictions I made here a few weeks ago before the votes even opened. I thought I was going to do a lot better than I did. Two of the turntables on my list didn't even make your list. And one of them is really kind of shocking, and that's the Lin LP-12. It was kind of close, but not really. You know, there were a few turntables on this list that just blew everything else out of the water, mainly number one. With all that out of the way, let's get into the list. And coming in at the number five spot, you all picked the Pioneer PL550. This was a direct drive turntable introduced in 1978. At the time of recording this video, there were three available, one for $350 with vinyl wrap peeling and not in the best condition. There was another one that had been pretty heavily modified that was selling for $1,200. And then there was one in decent shape that was kind of in the middle at seven. So not a lot to choose from with the Pioneer PL550. And I really don't have a lot of things to say with the Pioneer PL550 in that it didn't really do anything innovative or groundbreaking. I think the Pioneer PL550 is a great table. It's kind of your quintessential 70s vintage turntable. And I really think the rarity of the PL550 comes down to a couple things. It was a real short run. I think they were only manufactured for a couple years. And also with the model prior to it, the 530 being fully automatic and the same price as the newer PL550, people might have just made a choice to, hey, I'm just going to grab last year's PL530 and get the automatic functions for the same price as what they're asking for for the 550. Um, that's just my theory, but it does seem like those two things could have a reason to why they just didn't sell a lot. And the pros with the Pioneer PL550, it's just a great table. You've got a great motor, you've got a great tone arm. It's got everything that you really need in a manual turntable. It's got a really good look to it too. When these are in really nice condition, they really look nice. And if you are trying to complete a Pioneer system from this era with a manual turntable, uh, PL550 is definitely a good choice. It's got a standard removable head shell. It's got a switch for 33 and 45 speeds. And really the Pioneer PL550 is just an all around great performer. There's only a couple negatives with the Pioneer PL550 and that would be their rarity. That would be the biggest issue. And the second one, the really thin vinyl wrap that likes to peel. It has the same issue as the PL530 and the PL570. They used a very, very thin vinyl wrap. Very few of them survived without getting peeling. Anyway, that's your number five pick. That is the Pioneer PL550. And coming into the number four spot, you all picked the Rega P3. The Rega P3 was introduced in 1977. The new P3s are selling for around $1,200 today with no cartridge. And we found six used P3s on eBay, ranging from around $600 to $1,000. And the Rega P3 has kind of been given the nickname, the budget audiophile turntable, 
amongst the audiophile community. And I do think it was given this for a reason. Rega did make some very innovative design choices with their P3 turntable in that they went with a lightweight and rigid design for their turntable, which really wasn't very common back in this time. A lot of springs, uh, sub platters, that type of thing were being used for vibration mitigation. And Rega decided to take a different approach to it. And it obviously worked because this turntable has been in production for 36 years. It is also obvious that even a lot of other manufacturers have since copied their styling and their design choices from companies like Project and even the American brand U-Turn. And the pros for the Rega P3, it's definitely a very nice product for the money, and it's a very reliable kind of no-frills turntable, sleek modern appearance that really hasn't gone out of style, obviously, because many turntables today are still using the same look. And if you're into modifications and kind of customizing your turntable, the P3 is definitely a good choice for that as it is very easy to install different tone arms onto the Rega P3 and kind of customize it to how you want it. And another positive for the Rega P3, it has enough real estate for an inexpensive Q-Up tone arm lifter. And we do have a couple negatives for the P3. The non-removable head shell will be a bummer for some people. There is no 33 and 45 RPM switch, meaning you have to remove the platter to move the belt to a different position. And because of this, we've seen several glass platters with small chips in them. I assume only because somebody went to change the belt to a different speed and maybe set the platter down and it got chipped. Not the end of the world for anybody out there that is careful with their equipment. This is not an issue, but if you like to maybe partake in a couple drinks or other things, it, you could see this happening pretty easy, being the platter is glass and you have to remove it in order to change the speed. And that was your number four pick, that was the Rega P3. And coming in at the number three spot, we've got the legendary Thorns TD-160. And the 160 is a belt drive turntable, it was introduced in 1972 and in different variations was in production all the way up till 1993. There were 12 of these on eBay at the time of making this video, ranging between 800 to 1500, and even some heavily modified 160s can creep up into the $3,000 range. But I think the average going price right now is anywhere between 800 to 1500. And the TD-160, which is another one on the list that didn't really have any innovative design choices, I think what it did was it took a really good yet bland AR-style turntable and really dressed it up, almost just threw everything it had at it. And for that, um, it definitely deserves its place on this list. I don't think these are overpriced at this point. I do think they are, in a way, kind of just a really nice turntable and a really nice piece of turntable history. You'll hear people in the audio community even talk about how, you know, turntables are kind of an instrument. You know, you should look at them like an instrument. And when I hear people say this, the TD-160 is kind of what I think about it. It almost looks like a laboratory grade turntable. I don't think TD-160s are for everybody. You really need to understand what each piece is doing and how to set it up correctly because there's kind of a lot going on here but that is one of the things that i think draws people to it 
I can see why some people would refer to these as a precision instrument. And the pros with the Thorns TD-160, they're an excellent performer when they're set up correctly. There are tons of aftermarket parts for these, everything from top plates to cabinets to adapter plates for tone arm swapping. They're really endless modification possibilities. And another positive for the TD-160, there is a 33 and 45 switch. And once again, these have the real estate needed to install a inexpensive Q-Up lifter. Thorns even had the same lifter with the Thorns brand name on it. And we do have a couple negatives. And the first one would be the motor shaft is definitely on the thin side. It can easily be bent because we have seen it several times. And another negative would be these are a very delicate turntable. You just want to be really careful with your TD-160. It's kind of easy to scratch that faceplate if that platter does get out of position. We've seen that quite a few times. And it does take a little bit of patience and knowledge to really set up your TD-160 correctly. It's not something I would take to a hi-fi shop and have them do it as by the time you travel home with it, you really kind of need to do the final touches on it once it's at its final resting place. And the last negative for the TD-160 would be the proprietary head shell. And because with the original head shell, all cartridges have to be bottom mounted, being that a lot of popular cartridges are now top mounted only, you either need to buy the upgrade from the cartridge manufacturer where they specifically make the body type so it can be bottom mounted, or you need to buy an aftermarket head shell specifically designed for top mounted cartridges. And your number two pick for your favorite fully manual turntable of all time is the legendary ARXA. And the Acoustic Research XA is a belt drive turntable that was introduced in 1961. At the time of recording this video, there were 16 on eBay, ranging from $300 to $600, so definitely the cheapest one on the list by far. And I definitely agree with this pick. Uh, I think the ARXA is maybe one of the most innovative turntable designs of all time. The spring-loaded subplatter design has been used by a lot of higher-end brand turntables like Thorns and Lynn, even Philips. Most of those turntables took what AR did and really just dressed it up and made it more of a precision and accurate turntable, but the design all comes from the ARXA. So much so that the Museum of Modern Art acquired one for its industrial design collection, and 50 years after the XA debuted, the Absolute Sound listed it first in its article, The Most Significant Turntables of All Time, Really, the ARXA is a piece of turntable history, and the fact that they're selling for three to $600, honestly, is kind of shocking. And the pros with the ARXA, uh, there are a ton of aftermarket parts and possibilities for mods. An inexpensive queue-up lift is definitely compatible with an ARXA, and I definitely think the history and the importance of this turntable needs to go in the pro category is I really think you're owning a piece of vinyl record history when you have one of these turntables. And to be honest with you, after using a TD-160 and an ARXA as my daily drivers for well over six months with each one of them, I did not feel like I needed to be as delicate 
with the ARXA as I did with the Thorns. And I think some of this has to do with, it's almost got like a, almost a powder coated top plate on it, which seems almost indestructible. It doesn't scratch, it doesn't look the greatest, but you don't feel like you need to put on white gloves to use this turntable. The ARXA just seems a lot more forgiving if you are kind of clumsy. And there definitely are some negatives with the ARXA, no question. And the first one has to be the tone arm. Um, it's not great. It just really isn't. You have to think about the price point that these turntables were designed for and getting these turntables on the market for $58. Um, it's pretty apparent that you're not getting a very good tone arm. I had no problems with the tone arm. The turntable sounded great to me. I could see why you would want to upgrade it, especially being these turntables are 50, 60 years old at this point. Uh, they could really use the benefit of a new tone arm. However, if you still have an ARXA and the tone arm's in really good working condition, it's not going to hurt your records. I think you just kind of got to take the tone arm for what it is if you want to keep it original. That's all. But it's not. It's not a good tone arm. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. And the second negative definitely has to be the proprietary, even worse than the Thorns, plastic head shell. And like the Thorns, not only does the cartridge have to be mounted from the bottom as well, but the plastic grooves that hold the head shell in place have most likely been deteriorated to the point that they no longer hold the head shell in position anymore. And really your best option is to buy a new plastic molded head shell or 3D printed head shell. And another negative would be the dust cover in that it's a lift off dust cover. It's not hinged. So you need a home for the dust cover to sit while you're putting on your record. It's not the most convenient dust cover out there, that's all. And this is another turntable. You do have to remove the platter and move the belt to a different position for 45 or 33. And another negative for the XA is the elephant in the room, and that would be its looks. And while I really like the looks of the ARXA, I kind of look at it like I would a rat rod in the car world. It's not the prettiest turntable by far, and it might not go over well with the aesthetics committee, as a candidate for your living room turntable. I understand that. Um, it just is what it is. And I think most people know what the number one pick is. Even a lot of you even called it out in the comments below what the number one pick would be. And you were correct. It is the Techniques SL1200. And the Techniques SL1200 is a direct drive turntable that was introduced in 1972 and is still in production today. However, they did take a six year break from 2010 to 2016. At the time of making this video, there were over a hundred used 1200s on eBay. Honestly, I quit counting. I think you should expect to pay about 450 for a working and rough shape 1200 to around 1200 for a really nice used one. There are some special edition 1200 models that can go up even as high as 5,000. And there is so much history with the Techniques SL 1200. And there's no question that without this turntable, music today would probably look a lot different as hip hop might not even have happened. This turntable definitely helped facilitate an entire music genre 
and took the art of DJing to an absolutely different level. This turntable, in my opinion, is that important, and you have to give this turntable the respect it deserves for so many innovative design choices. I also don't think any other turntable or maybe any other audio product has been cloned as much as the 1200. And I say the word clone loosely as some of them were good and some of them are far cries from the original, you know, thinking about some turntables by Gemini and Sony that look like a 1200, but are actually, you know, really lightweight, even belt drive turntables. It's almost kind of a joke. And surprisingly, there are a lot of people out there that kind of give grief to people that use a 1200 uh, for their home stereo system. Uh, they'll kind of say that they're for DJs only. And I don't agree with that. I, I do understand a couple of these features are definitely made for DJs. There are a lot of audiophile type people out there that use a 1200 as their daily driver, really because of how good the dampening is, the sound of the turntable, and really just how good the wow and flutter is on an SL1200. So these are not just DJ turntables. Do not let anybody shame you. If you are using one for home use, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And the pros with the Techniques SL1200, uh, the Techniques has an outstanding motor. They just don't waver. That speed is deadlocked. They obviously have excellent vibration dampening. Another positive for you cart swappers out there, that adjustable kind of on the fly VTA adjustment uh, is huge. And another positive for the 1200s would be all the models have 33 and 45 RPM speed selectors. And the first negative for the SL1200 has to be the dust cover, as most of these either got lost or discarded as they went into DJ flight cases. And a new dust cover is going to be a little bit on the expensive side because the original dust cover did have a dome to accommodate the tone arm underneath of it. It's not easy to replicate. There are some companies out there that are building new 1200 dust covers that do have the back domes. They're just more expensive. And one last negative for the 1200, you do not have the option of using an inexpensive style lifter like a Q-Up. Unfortunately, that space is being taken up by the tone arm. And that wraps up the list for your favorite manual turntable of all time. Thanks for sticking around to the end. I'm gonna go ahead and open this up. Even though two of my picks didn't even make it on the list, let's see how bad I did. Oh, maybe I didn't put them in order because I wouldn't have used this order. And actually, I forgot I picked this one. Anyway, all right, so I've got, I've got the LP12. I've got the Thorns TD160. I've got the Techniques SL1200. I've got the ARXB. And I've got the Empire 308. And we did have a lot of Empire submissions. Unfortunately, they were just varied over so many uh, models. So... Ah, I don't feel as bad as I did. Thank you for watching another video. Really appreciate it. Hope everybody's enjoying their summer. We are going to be adding quite a few products to the website. So definitely go and check out skylabsaudio.com forward slash shop. And we'll see you in the next video. Thank you.